Hello, hello, hello. Hello. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I don't even know what season we're on. I think it's season three. I think I'd, four? It could be four. Because honestly, we've done this so often, dropped off and came back. I'm not even sure what to put anymore. Yeah. Either way, Maybe. guys, sorry for the sorry for the absence. Um I will take blame on that. I've been dealing with a lot of health issues as well as some other personal issues. On top of that, we have been just dealing with a lot of craziness in life. Um, good news, bad news all around. So it's just, you know, we're here. It's now a new time, new season, a new direction that we're going with a lot. And to avoid confusion, we may just start putting numbers instead of like a season. Like eventually we'll be up to like episode 100 and it'll. It'll be fun. I'm not even sure. <laughs> Definitely will be. Um, so we'll start off with some things that we are, have been talking about. Um, you know, changing up and doing some things differently. Um, we, on top of having the podcast, will also, well, I, I will be um, also conducting some streams while we're doing the podcast. So, um uh, that'll be done through Twitch uh, on the Facebook page. I'll make sure I get the handle out there. Um, but uh, yeah, in the future we'll be doing that. So that way, you know, if you guys want to jump on the live stream that I'll be doing, you guys can ask questions and we can answer them while uh, we're doing our talks about all the different uh, monsters that inhabit our world. See, and I actually wanted to try to incorporate like, the whole Spotify live thing so that people could get on and talk to us kind of like the green room when we did it for the Edward game, except, um, Spotify oh, is more control. <laughs> well, we don't, we don't have the option now. Apparently Spotify is shutting it down. Oh, gotcha. so we're not able to have like a live interactive with audience unless we do it with Twitch. So we might have to figure out how to get both of our voices on there. I'm not sure how that works. Uh, yeah, um, I got some friends that I'm going to chat with and we can figure that out, but, uh, like, yeah. I don't think I want to be on video. I just, I want to <laughs> be heard. Well, I mean, you could always, uh, you know what? We can game plan that later. Um, <laughs> we'll get it to where we can both be heard on it. And, uh, I don't mind showing my, uh, my smile. Um, <laughs> so, um, other order of business too. Um, you may notice that. Our other co-host, Melinda, is not with us, and there may be times when it is just me and Corey, but we are going to try to bring you guys new content on a weekly basis, because, you know, we thought going to the every other week would make things easier, but it turned out it was just kind of easier to walk away from it all together, and I don't like that. So, right. um, we're going to aim for weekly. Yep. <sighs> Uh, you might hear sometimes when we're talking, um, you know, during the recording, saying, oh, by the time this comes out, it, you know, this and this and this will have happened. Because um, we are going to try to at, at least get um, a couple episodes pre-recorded just in case of, you know, hey, you know, there's a, an emergency on this day where we can't record. So we're going to throw out this one. Um we're so growing on, up, guys. 
<laughs> we're becoming more adult, even though you know one of us is in our mid thirties already. <clears throat> oh, shoot. But okay. Um anything else we can think of? Um business. Business wise, um no. Uh yeah, jump into it. Um so we're gonna talk about some more Michigan haunts. Um oh, you wait, list- wait, 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 wait. What what what? We didn't even do our intro. We are not so grown up. So <laughs> Hello and welcome, welcome to the shit to show. Episode. <laughs> of Monsters May Vary, aka the shit show, and here it is. Now, now you can explain what we're talking so, about. <laughs> so, um, I feel uh, better now. For those of us, for those of you, holy, okay, for those of you guys who have listened to our podcast before, um, you know that we have, uh, we are actually from Michigan, um. And if not, then, well, now you know. Um, and we are going to talk about some other Michigan haunts that um, we might not have talked about before or that we are interested in visiting, stuff like that. Um, and a big thing is is we want to bring you guys lots of contact about contact content. Words are hard. <laughs> um, we wanted to bring you guys lots of content about all different various walks of life, um, different forms of monsters, as well as supernatural beings uh, from all around the world. Um, I actually was able to find a awesome little book that has different supernatural things from myths, legends, um, all different types of things like that from all over the world. So there'll be times where we're talking about stuff from there. Um, today we're going to talk about, uh, some of the Michigan haunts, like I said, um, and some of them you guys might've heard us talk about before, but there's reasons why we're going to talk about, um, and start off right off the bat, um, with Pierre Cheney. Uh, for those of you who have heard us, um, on podcasts before, you know that we went and visited uh, Pier Cheney, which is a ghost town in Michigan, in northern Michigan, that isn't there anymore under mysterious circumstances. Um, we actually went to the cemetery and actually checked it out. Um, had some really interesting uh, things happen. Um, Heather, what are some of the things that you remember that happened uh, while we were there? Um, Mindy all of a sudden deciding she doesn't like you at all <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> trying to take a ghost of a witch home with her. And the only reason I knew this is because I held my pendant up to her and she might as well have hissed at me because she was terrible. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Um, so while we were at the cemetery, um, our other co-anchor person a friend took and touched a tree in the middle of a cemetery. It was a very dead, broken tree. Um, and immediately, like, her whole aura and persona changed. Um, literally threatened my life countless times. Um, come to find out that the person that was banished from the town 
um, of Pierre Cheney back when it was still up and running um, was actually uh, the capital of that county, um, everything like that. Uh, this woman was actually banished from the banished to the forest um well none of this is like concrete like we have evidence for it's stuff that us and other people have picked up on right like there's um, legends and lore about it but nothing nobody really knows 100 percent. right um but she was kicked out of the town because she was a quote-unquote witch um well come to find out after Mindy's little episode, which it literally took me holding her and restraining her with almost everything I had in me as we saged her. It was fun times. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I've never seen that woman, like, freak out like that, and it was definitely not her. Um, but she started describing this person that she, you know, essentially was feeling um, and Heather kind of like, well, hey, that sounds just like, you know, the person that I was kind of feel sensing while we were there. Um, and See, and you guys might remember from that other episode, we did talk about um, her being a witch. Um, I did pick up on the name Abigail. I'm not entirely sure if that's 100%, mm-hmm. but basically the feelings that we got and some of the lore that we found was that she was actually pregnant out of wedlock. And, um, basically, we think it was the founder of the town, so he was, like, highly prestigious and wanted to hide it, and I think that's why, basically, she decided she didn't like this man. Which then led, um, Mindy and Heather into looking up this man, and the reason why... Mindy wanted to kill me. I was, I guess I semi look like this guy. And it is so <laughs> weird when you look up this guy's face and he looks so much like him. Um, so yeah, that was something that happened while we were there. Um, I, some other things that happened, I know from my point, um, we kept getting like just senses to like in different directions. Each time there was like a different shadow that moved or. Um, there was some weird, like, clicking that was constantly happening, um, and I kept getting the sense of something wanted me to go in this one direction into the woods, and it was in the direction of where the town actually was, where it had been. Um, well, and we were in Indian territory. Right. And some of the tribes from different areas and stuff, they would actually, like, in the night and in the dark when they couldn't see very well, that's how they would communicate was by a certain number of clicks to find out how far out they were or, you know, that sort of thing. So it was just kind of weird, that aspect of it, too. Yeah. Mindy and Heather both were convinced that something was trying to lure, lure me out there to kill me. <laughs> Probably um, was. And, you know, uh, it was a really, really interesting night. Nothing too major. Um, nothing really caught on camera. Um, we did take some orbs, some orbs um, on a couple videos that we did. Um, the tree pictures. Mindy touched. 
the tree yeah i got a we got a couple pictures of mindy actually touching the tree and you could just did we ever post those i don't think we did um we should i will have to look on my laptop and see if i still have them because my laptop crashed and yeah it was well i know i have pictures of the tree right um which we think was the hanging tree right which in lore she was hung in the cemetery. So, um, the reason why we bring this up, like I said, we've talked about Pierceni before, is we've all had draws to go back there. Um, not only to check out the cemetery again, but also to actually go to the town. Um, so, probably next summer, um, time frame we will probably most likely be doing uh, another story on our trip back to Pier Cheney um, one of my co-workers that I now have um, she actually is interested in going and wants to go with um, and she's actually a median, medium uh, so it'll be really interesting to see what she picks up on at the different locations um, to see what if she can pick up on anything that we've picked up on before um, and see what she knows and what she can figure out. You know, who knows? Maybe we'll talk to the switch that we staged and she's going to scream at me for, you know, stuff I didn't do because I'm not that guy. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be one place that we, we do go back to. Um, and uh, for those who are just tuning in, we do like to go out and do ghost hunts and everything. Um, so if you check out our Facebook page, which is Monsters May Vary, um, shoot us a message on there if you know of any places um, that you think would be really cool to check out. We are in Michigan. We you know do gotta kind of keep it local and everything. But uh, once in a while, we might be able to figure out a way to venture out and actually go check out some other places as well. Venture. Um, road trip let's do it <laughs> uh, I would. so yeah that's one of the places we are going back to um heather you want to touch on our next location well actually i have a location that is super close to us and we could check out any time really except it's freaking cold <laughs> but um i decided to look up look it up because basically my dad was asking me about it and i remember hearing stories but you know wilson state park yep like right on bud lake yep there is a story that has circulated since the 1930s and it's basically that teens at the park decided to get drunk and you know like they always do it seems they don't have the best of ideas and it was in the middle of the night so they decided to take a boat out well the boat actually capsized and they all fell into bud lake and because it was dark no one saw this happen and they were far enough out that nobody heard them screaming and yelling for help all but one girl actually drowned and sank to the bottom of bud lake she actually made it to the shore where some fishermen actually found her dead sitting on a beach house bench. So a few days later, the other bodies actually washed up onto shore 
And that's when the legend starts about the ghost girl that was forever to be out searching the beach for her friends. So I guess the rangers actually of the park advise you not to swim after midnight because that's when she's said to be out. And also, obviously, there aren't any lifeguards on duty, so you don't really want to be out there. Um, there is a story about a camper that actually left his tent in the middle of the night and he kept thinking he saw somebody and he looked over and there was a figure of a girl and she had no visible like facial features like her eyes were blank and so he went to get a camera and you know try to see what was going on and she disappeared but when he did see her she was yelling help where are you and stuff like that so he knows there was actually somebody there so it's not like it was just a figment of his imagination because he was seeing and hearing things i mean unless you know he's got right something (laughs) else but i don't think that's what it was um so yeah, that is the story of Bud Lake, and apparently people say if you're out there on the beach around midnight, you can see her, hear her, walking the beach, always calling out for people, trying to find the people she went out to sh- out to the water with. That is really freaking awesome, actually. We definitely are going to have to uh, maybe take a, a trip out there, do a camp. Well, not really tricks. I mean, we live take my. Take my tent. We can go tent it and stay there and oh, go yeah. out on the beach at midnight. <clears throat> you know, it shouldn't be that expensive. Oh, absolutely not. What really kind of weirds me out, though, is the fact that um, she didn't really have a face. Right. Um, like, the only thing I can think of with that is there's some forms of um after someone's like been in the water too long they'll actually like start like kind of melting or not you know what i mean the their skin will just start sort of like sagging and getting too waterlogged um i mean according to that story i mean she kind of got out of the water and just, it almost sounds like something else happened to her before she died because if she got out of the water and then was found sitting on a bench and was dead yeah um it's almost like uh so there's some mytho- in some cultures and mythologies there's um stories that uh people who are killed during being sexually assaulted if their ghost appears and like haunts that area they'll be without a face because their innocence has been taken so their identity has been taken um, that is actually a really creepy theory. <clears throat> I mean, because then at that point, that's essentially a part of them is no longer with them. So they're looking, you know, they're unfinished businesses that are looking for that innocence that they that they had taken from them and stripped from them. So I wonder if something else happened to her. That's, yeah, because... That definitely would make a lot of sense. Sad. Well, and we don't know what happened after she got 
too short. Uh, yeah. Like if this girl survived and then she was found in the morning, we don't know who was there in between the times. Right. Like, yeah. I don't feel like it was her friends that did anything to her. Yeah, no, especially if the friends were, you know, found days later in the water. Um, yeah, it just, it, it almost seems like there's more going on to that story that, uh, that we'll never know. Um, right. And, and that's some, some sadness that comes with some of these, you know, haunted places is you hear bits and pieces of what happened, but never truly know what happened to these people um to cause them to have to you know uh you know some hauntings are they live out their last moments um it could be them hanging themselves it could be them jumping out a window it could be them br getting brutally murdered um, like they're in a loop like this right. is happening for them <laughs> thousands every of day, times a day yeah every day multiple times a day and and it's it's horrifying that's why there's people out there that will try to get them to realize what's going on and actually get try to help them find peace um see i don't know does that is that like the same thing as residual hauntings because i know some people say the energy isn't actually the spirit isn't actually there it's the energy imprint but I wonder if some of those cases it is actually them being there and actually stuck. Um, there's a lot of different theories on that. Um, there's theories where it's just the energy from the you know the house, the um, and then there's some um, theories that it's the actual spirit trapped there or a part of that spirit trapped there reliving this. But yeah, so definitely seems like there's something more. To that story that we definitely you know who knows maybe we'll check it out and do some uh evp work and we uh you know we we hear something from this from this girl from this teenager uh from years and years ago that might help you know put her at ease and put her to rest you know definitely you know kind of a theme you know different areas that are places that we kind of want to check out um one of them that I'm actually interested in checking out, as well as um, getting possibly able to team up with a group, um, they actually, the owners of this uh, next place actually have their own paranormal investigation team, um, and it's really cool. Um, and I've been in contact with them. Um, I can't remember what their names are off the top of my head. For uh, shame. I know. <laughs> um, but the location is the Anchor Inn in Houghton Lake, Michigan. Um, is a hundred-year-old family restaurant, lounge, and old hotel. Um, there is a ton of witnesses and accounts of paranormal activity dating back to the 40s and 50s from full body apparitions, orbs, mists, moving objects, uh, voices, um, electric disturbances, people being touched, a ton of stuff. Um, 
they have had numerous uh, paranormal investigators go in there who have collected a lot of uh, photos, EVPs, all that stuff. And a lot of it is, you know, backed up the different accounts. Uh, the, the site is supposed to have been an Indian, uh, been Indian land, logging land, a brothel, um, and even connections to Al Capone and the Purple Gang, or the Purple Suit Mafia, I think is the same thing. Okay. Um, so a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of um, different activity. Um, it's said that there is a vortex in front of the building to the other side, or, you know, like a gateway to the afterlife or hell even. Um, it doesn't say that in anything, but sometimes vortexes and all that can be leading to multiple different locations. The biggest thing that causes um, a lot of different uh, supernatural entities and like hyped up activity is electricity and water. Well, this place is on 150 feet of lakefront. It has been proven that two major geographical ley lines intersect right underneath the building. So definitely a place that I have looked into. Um, and definitely, like I said, I want to get back in touch with the people who own it. Um, but they are definitely interested in letting us possibly come out and do a investigation ourselves. So um, it'll be cool to see um, what we can find as well as, uh, you know, getting to check out all this um, really cool stuff that these people have found and um, yeah. Um, so another place, another hotel that actually is really close to us, um, it's called the Doherty Hotel. It's in Clare, Michigan. Um, it was built in 1924. There's been a bunch of different um, renovations to it. Uh, and, you know, they say that remodeling or renovating places that are haunted can actually spook up or start more spooks and all that stuff because you're changing what they're used to. Um, and they don't like it. They don't at all. But sometimes um, you can ask for permission or explain what you're doing and that can make it better. Right. Like, I was actually talking to um, my boss. And one of the guys she was talking to at one point, this was like months ago, and it was a friend of hers, and he started doing renovations on his house, but then things started messing with like his ring alarm, and he was hearing noises and seeing things, and I told her to have him, you know, basically explain what he was doing and why. And I guess he did and actually acknowledged that it was there and then things got better. That's actually really good advice. Um, so the Doherty Hotel, like I said, is built in 1924. Looks very much different than what it used to. Um, but it was a notorious hangout for gangsters in the 1920s and 30s. 
Lots of illegal gambling occurred in this place, as well as several murders. Um, it is, the hotel is also the site of one of the Michigan's most notorious murders in 1938, where Isaiah Lebu, Lieb, uh, the former purple gang attorney turned purple gang businessman was murdered at the bar that was there so again purple purple gang is uh big big for uh, making uh haunted places <laughs> <laughs> they were involved in everything right <clears throat> um a lot of people who have gone to the hotel and stay have noticed you know different footsteps in the hallways um and actually i've talked to a couple of the people there and one of the owner or managers they actually um will shut down a whole entire like the most active floor for you and you know um i looked into it, it's like 300 bucks and you get the night stay on that floor you get full access to it and you get to investigate, do all your investigations. No one's allowed up there. Um, and yeah, so the whole floor is yours for the whole night. Uh, and I'm like, you know, another one that might be looked into. Um, I've talked to a few people who have worked there. Some have been like, oh, yeah, you go up to this room or this room and you can hear talking when there's no one in there. Um, there's been a few of them that says in certain areas of like the bar and of the, you know, the cellar that um, you can hear gunshots. Um, and then there's some people who have worked there for, you know, 15 years and say they've never heard anything, never seen anything. Um, I also know people who have worked at places that, you know, for 30 years that claim never to have seen anything, but admit that, you know, Several years later, oh, you know, there was this one time where, you know, I seen the shadow of a person move and I, you know, went to follow him and all of a sudden there was no one there. And, you know, so maybe, maybe there was some stuff that happened. And um, some people, when they work at places, don't like to admit that there's stuff going on um, oh, because, no. <laughs> you know, then it makes it real and makes it even more freaky. <laughs> well, then people think you're crazy if you do. Um say things about saying them so I notice a lot of people like my work has a few ghosty things and pretty much everybody that I work with has a ghost story so it's kind of funny when newer people come in and then they don't want to say anything to anybody when something does happen because they're so scared they're gonna look like they're nuts and it's like no trust me you're good <laughs> oh yeah that oh that's this person yeah yeah they're harmless it's okay <laughs> I've been there, done that. They scared me too. <laughs> <laughs> so I did a did a quick search a little bit ago just to see what some of the like biggest haunted hotels are in Michigan. Neither of the ones that I've talked about were on there. Um, obviously, two small towns, small little hole. You know, one's a little hole in the wall in and um you know restaurant uh the other one you know it's bigger it, it's in, in like central claire but still smaller town i was actually looking through it 
And number seven on this list is actually the Landmark Inn in Marquette, Michigan, which is way up north in the UP. Um, but uh, the a little snig, snig bit, snip bit, a little blurb it gives for it. <laughs> um, <laughs> what <it> is <laughs> famed pilot Amelia Earhart was a guest at this Marquette Inn before her death. It is said that her ghost makes an occasional visit to room 502. Guests have reported witnessing flickering lights and odd noises coming from under the bed. Hmm. So that's kind of interesting. Because, um, yeah, didn't... who Was it Amelia Earhart who went and did the fly flight and like disappeared i believe so so the fact that you know this was one of the last places she stayed before also just disappearing off the face of the earth um kind of interesting that she would visit back um so I, I just i thought that was really cool um the odd noises from under the bed though that's concerning Yep, I wouldn't stay there. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't stay there just just to witness it, but um, but yeah. I uh, mean, I mean, on my own accord, to do an <clears throat> investigation is different than going there to stay just to stay. Oh, right, right, right. I get what you're saying. Um, you but we could probably visit that when we go, because there's actually one I have that um. I'm interested in seeing, but What's it's kind of sad. It's um, the Calumet Theater. Ooh. And it's like six and a half hours away from us. It's way up in the UP. Gotcha. So, I mean, we could road trip it and make some pit stops. Oh, yeah. But um, basically... In 1898, the community of Calumet wanted an opera house. So they had a local architect, Charles K. Shand, and he designed the building along with interior designer William Eckert. They developed beautiful stuff like it was crimson, gold, ivory color scheme for the interior. And it was one of the first municipal theaters yeah. in the country. Huh. And it gained attention really quickly of some of the most um, finest American actors and actresses, such as Frank Morgan, who was famous for, like, six different roles in Wizard of Oz. Oh, I'm not entirely cool. sure which ones, but he was definitely in it. I know they said he was, like, the gatekeeper for Emerald City Oh, is where okay. you can see him. Um, and a lot of these names, I'm sorry, I apologize, I don't know much about, but... <laughs> Other famed people were Douglas Fairbanks Sr., Lon Chaney Sr., John Philip Sousa, Sarah Bernhardt, and Madame Majeska. Now, Madame Majeska is actually one that they say inhibits that place still. So she's one that people see and see quite often. Um... So, 
The theater began to lose popularity due to mostly the decline in local economy and increasing popularity of actual movies. So in the 1920s, the theater was converted into a motion picture house, and it served this way until the 1950s. Summerstock Theater was actually brought back in 1958 and 1968. And in 1983, Calumet Theater Company was incorporated as a nonprofit organization. Today, it has as many as 60 theater related events a year, and it has 18,000 people that attend. So it's still pretty active. Dang. Now, some of the ghosts that are there are, as I said, um, Madame Helena Majeska, and she first appeared in 1958 when actress Adesi Lane saw her appear when she forgot her lines on the balcony when she was doing Taming of the Shrew by Shakespeare, which is apparently something that Miss Majeska really liked. And she saw this apparition appear on the balcony, and it basically mouthed words to her so that she remembered her lines. Wow. There are also, I mean, she seems helpful. Oh, yeah. She doesn't seem, she doesn't seem like a bad one. I mean, I definitely keep her around. Right. Um, she just wants one more time to shine, you know, be part of the show. Um, there are actually a lot of different unexplained happenings like noises and music that seems to come from nowhere and cold spots, you know, basic haunting stuff. And it was actually featured on the most terrifying places on Travel Channel in 2019. Although I didn't really find anything that was overly scary about it. Um, Helena isn't the only apparition that's said to roam the opera house. In 1903, there was a man that was murdered in the theater. And a ghost of him is seen and heard screaming. There is also a ghost of a little girl named Alandra Bro, who died mysteriously in the theater. And her spirits heard screaming. Oh. And this theater is actually connected to a historic Italian Hall disaster on Christmas Eve. The Italian Hall Massacre is what it's called. And, you know, the halls were, the hall was packed with little kids and adults for Christmas celebrating with gifts, food, candy, entertainment. Mm -hmm. And they were all just having a good time. You know, supposed to be a fun event, family filled. Like I said, this hall was packed. And someone yelled, fire. And this set off panic. So hundreds of people are all running and screaming towards the only exit, which was actually a staircase. And many p people, they tripped, they fell. They got suffocated under other people or got crushed. The death toll by the time it was over was around 70. And most of the deaths there were actually kids. Oh, man. And the worst part about it is that there was no fire. There was no danger. It was basically a drunk person at this party pulling a prank Jeez. and got everybody running and screaming and just senselessly. Yeah. Like, I couldn't yeah. imagine, like, falling down and being crushed by other people. And yeah, like, and I just the kid thing. It. It's sad. Oh, yeah. But, but the reason that, 
I hate anything to do with kids. Oh, yeah. It's like, I'm not saying I want other people to die, like, but it's, it's always worse when it's children. Absolutely. But the reason um, that it's I, tied. Hold huh? on. One thing real quick. And I got to say this since you brought up, you know, anything with kids like children. When I can watch scary movies all the time, anything like that. The moment you put a child's voice coming out of something. Nope. I am done. Because kids are actually scary as hell, too. I mean, I don't want anything to happen to them, but they're also crazy. Oh, yeah. Well, so, side story, guys. Sorry. Um, I was at work. I worked for for a beverage company. um, And I was out delivering to my Lowe's that's on my my route. Um, So, I go into Lowe's. I deliver my stuff, and I decide, you know, it's right before Halloween, so all the other Halloween decor is up, so I'm like, you know what, I'm going to check this stuff out. And I see one of these little things that says, push me, try me, you know, so I push the button, <laughs> this little doll, and a little kid voice comes out as it, the doll is lifting its head off of its body, and goes, Isn't, aren't I cute? <laughs> no. Oh, I turned, walked away, I... Nope. <laughs> And it's so funny because I was with uh, one of one of the, the people that rides along with us once in a while to help us out. Her and I both, you know, sitting there, oh, this Halloween thing's cool. This one's cool. Both heard that little kid voice and the aren't I cute and it lifted Ted and we both 360 180'd and walked right back out that building. <laughs> <laughs> We're both like, nope, you had kid things. Nope. You had a kid voice, something like that. It is over. I am out. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> but anyway, um, <laughs> the reason um, the Calumet Theater is actually tied to this place is because it's actually a block away. And I guess a lot of the deceased were actually transported to the theater, I think, for identification purposes and stuff. Oh, and... So they say at the theater, you can also hear like children's voices, um, the sounds of them playing, talking, and also sadly the screaming. Yeah, definitely, definitely need to uh, look into this place for sure. Um, so we're talking road trips, you know, going up there. I, you know, was surfing through some stuff and actually found uh, what is the ultimate terrifying Michigan road trip. Okay. And it starts Mm. in Detroit at the Elosi Asylum in Westland. Eloise. Yeah, Eloise. Sorry. Then the Kalamazoo Sanitarium, the Michigan State Sanatorium, Northville Hospital, the Red Apple Restaurant and Inn in Wayne, Michigan, the Henry in Dearborn, the Inn on Ferry Street in Detroit, and ends with 
the Traverse City State Hospital. Yes. We need to do this. And also, you know, our next episode of Locations, we can start talking about these, too. Just keep it going of all the places we want to Oh, yeah. Visit. And, you know, do some uh, storytelling on these guys. Um, I will say we'd probably cut out the Henry in Dearborn because it says, um, uh, so before this place was rebranded as the Henry, it was a Ritz-Carlton, which featured a ghostly attribute. Doors that swung open by themselves in room 418. Since the hotel was sold and renamed, the haunting has appeared to have left. Oh, that's lame. So that one might not be added, but uh, I, I'm definitely interested in um, the Kalamazoo Sanitarium, the Northville Hospital, although it says it, the property is not safe for those who wanting to walk inside um and then uh obviously the traverse city state hospital um i'm not eloise like i have heard so many oh yeah like definitely (laughs) but just remember guys if you're you know listening to this and you're thinking you want to go visit some places and stuff as always, as we've always said, you know, do your research. Make sure it is somewhere you can go because, as Corey just said, there is one place where it says it is unsafe for you to walk in. Right. So you always um, want to make sure of the safety and the legal precautions around things. And, like, uh, for instance, um, I'm sure with the Kalamazoo Sanitarium, um, with it being a old hospital and probably owned by um, the county of Kalamazoo, we probably have to go into the uh, the location or the uh, courthouse for Kalamazoo County. Say, listen, we are so and so. We'd like to take and uh, do like an investigation of this facility. What do we have to do in order to do this? Who do we have to contact? Um, you know. There's a lot that goes behind the scenes before a ghost hunt can actually happen. Um, getting the, you know, getting your equipment ready and all that stuff is, that's a last minute thing. Um, going right. in, doing your research, figuring out what's going on there, what has happened there, what kind of things you're lo- walking into. Um, going in, getting the permissions to do what you want to do. Um, because, you know, if you just walk into the Northville hospital, you know, I'm sure there's one, probably a ton of different health issues, um, or structural issues that you could be walking into that you could get very hurt. Um, but also, you know, you walk into a place where all of a sudden, you know, you're getting arrested for trespassing because you don't have permission to be there that's a risk you're going to run just walking into a place. Get and we're not responsible. We're no. not responsible for yeah. your jail time. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do, you know, above all else, guys, like, like we've said many times, be safe, do your research. If you're not sure about something, don't do it. Um, and be respectful. Absolutely. Wherever you go. Absolutely. Um, 
And above and all, yelling fire in a crowded no. place is not a good prank. No, no. Especially when there's kids. If it's a bunch of old people, I mean, that's fine. But I'm joking, 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 joking. <laughs> I don't know why all I just thought of is that Tom and Joy song. The old people burning, old oh, people geez. burning. <laughs> <laughs> Forgive me, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm done now. <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, definitely do your research if you're looking to go into a place. Um, especially if it's something that is talked about with, you know, some type of demonic presence or something. A lot of people get hurt in situations like this. Um, they don't do their research into, you know, a hospital that's said to be haunted. They go in there, they end up finding more, you know, biting off more than they can chew and they don't make it back out. Um, there are stories all over the place of investigators who go into places and get hurt um, because there there are entities out there that they don't like us they don't like humans they don't like the they want to be left alone they want to be left alone and they will attack you um a perfect example of this is if you watch the first season of ghost hunters um one of my favorite shows growing up um but in one of the first episodes first few or first season um they go into a place um and one of their camera guys you can visibly see his uh the you know he's holding the camera up above him and you can visibly see his camera gear get picked up and slammed into his face and no one's around him. and he literally says it felt like someone just ran through me they looked at him. He had bruises all over his face. He had bruising all over his chest. Um, he stopped. He, he no longer ghost hunted after that. Um, there are entities out there that will try to hurt you if you go into a place. Do your research. Be careful. If you don't know what you're doing, don't do it. Don't get drunk and be like, hey, let's go ghost hunting. No, dude, that, that's how people... That's the worst are, time. That's when people die. That's when people get possessed by very, very bad things and can cause major issues for the rest of their family because straight up, evil entities, they want to cause damage. They want to cause pain and suffering because that's what they've experienced. That's what they want. They want to watch the world burn. So if you go in there drunk off your drunk as a skunk get possessed by one of these evil entities and then go you know hurt somebody you know there's going to be people out there hey you know i believe you, you know that you're that you're possessed and this is this this court of law ain't gonna take to take and give a crap you know right. you murdered someone yeah you say you're possessed where's your proof proof is you held the knife to this person's throat and slit their throat you know it's black and white there is no gray area with that so yeah and we will cover this but i mean seriously just watch that um the devil made me do it they don't care no nope not at all but anyway guys stay safe don't pull pranks that are like the ones we discussed um 
Just basically use your best judgment. And if you Until don't next have the judgment, ask someone who you think does. <laughs> Which is not always us. So, right. But you can ask us other things. Well, less ask us than, you know, we want your stories. Absolutely. If you have any stories, like Michigan-related or other, please feel free to email us at monstersmayvary at gmail.com. Or there's supposed to be a Q&A session or something on Spotify if you're using that. Not entirely sure how that works. <laughs> but we'll figure it out. We're learning, guys. Bear with us. <laughs> and we're back, and we intend on being better. So Absolutely. for those of you that have stuck with us, we highly, highly, highly appreciate Great. you guys. Appreciate you guys, um, you know, uh, Heather was saying that she was looking at some some of the stats, and we are getting more views than what we even realize. And um, we we really appreciate you guys. And we were somebody's are, number one yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah, that I, I mean that's that's amazing. Um, definitely awesome that you know, a couple nerds talking about you know the supernatural and hauntings and ghosts or, you know, telling ghost stories and stuff um, as someone, you know, make someone's day, make someone's happy, you know, make someone happy. That's, that's awesome. It's a great feeling. We appreciate you guys. So um, like Heather said, be on the, uh, you know, reach out to us through the email. You know, if you got any questions or want to tell us a story, um, once I get everything going on Twitch, I will get that uh twitch handle out there um we'll also bring it up on here um i'm trying to i might be able to tell you guys what it is off the top of my head um yeah uh if you look it up it's uh enigmatic asylum 13 uh is the twitch handle that i'm running off of um excuse me uh check it out um you know i you know also going to be doing stuff with video games as well on there as well as uh world building for my book that i've talked about on here so um check us out on all the different platforms um and like i said you know more to come with some more uh you know live events type thing and more ghost hunting coming so so again we appreciate you guys for being here and we will talk again soon good night